0: We are the Lazy Opinion. Yay. I'm Essen, and that's Sana.
1: Yay. Hello.
0: How about you give us that quick one-minute summary? Oh,
1: shit. I'm not ready.
0: do do okay. do 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 do
1: We watched Parasite 2019, just so y'all know what we are uh, reviewing. So yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Whoops. Basically- <laughs> 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 okay, your turn.
1: Okay, summary starts now. So we basically follow the Kim family as they weasel their way into working for the wealthy Park family in South Korea, and we basically get to see all of their hijinks and what happens. There's also some crazy things going on in that house, and uh, you just have to watch and find out. That's what's happening. That's pretty much it. That's really it. You you literally watch a family weasel their way into working for a wealthy family, and the Kim family, they were like super poor. They're like really poor, man. They live in the slums.
0: I mean, they're not like on the streets poor, but they're definitely like in the slums.
1: They're def- yeah, they're in the slums. But at least they're they're together as a family. They're a pretty happy family, I would say. Like that's like
0: the one thing about their family that I really admired. I mean, there's a lot of things I suppose I admired, like their cunningness, but their ability to like work as a unit and they're all on the same page about everything. They eat dinner together. They're all in the same job together, like at the start and at the end. And they're also just like always supporting each other. It's always like in good fun. And they're always just like, like you can do it. You're, You're amazing. Like it's just really positive vibes throughout their family.
1: It's impressive to see a family like that but also then be destitute. I feel like in the United States, like movies, when they show poor people or poor families, they're typically broken. Like they're somehow in some way they're like really broken. Like maybe the dad leaves, or there's abuse, or there's drugs. But this is just a stand up family, really. But they're poor.
0: But they're also lying assholes.
1: Okay. Well, yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, my. There's so many things that go wrong. I don't know. I kind of want to know, like, what they what they were doing like before this.
1: Like I said, they're not unintelligent, and they're very much of a, a together family. Like I feel like they could at least
0: the kids are really smart. The dad is like smart ish, I guess. Like he can work his way around. Uh, the mom is like a really hard worker too.
1: Yeah, that's that's what I mean. It's like you think, but maybe that's that's part of the social commentary of the movie is that despite all these like favorable traits society or the system keeps them down
0: yeah i mean it, essentially like you don't have to be like like what you're saying you don't have to be like a druggy asshole to be poor
1: to be fi- to find yourself falling into that yeah
0: yeah i mean for whatever reason they're there and i just kind to just commend them on all of their like con skills <laughs> yeah they're amazing just like watching them like weave their way like into conversations and like into situations and dude they're so witty
1: it's smooth oh my god yes i
0: couldn't do that i couldn't lie like that
1: no they 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 really take on the characters so what we're saying is we're watching this family the son gets an opportunity to come work for uh, this wealthy family by tutoring the daughter of the family and so he gets in that way It's almost, it's almost plays like a comedy for in this first part of the movie. Yes. Where like he, they're finding different ways to get different family members on. So like they end up getting the dad on as a chauffeur. They end up getting, what was it? The the daughter of the family, his sister as on as an art therapist.
0: Yeah. As a literal art therapist. (laughs)
1: Like didn't think that would exist, but apparently that's a job. So, Hey, to all the art therapists out there, do your thing.
0: And and the mom became, like, the housekeeper slash, like, um, nanny slash cook. House manager, I suppose.
1: Yes, the housekeeper. They managed to, like, kick out the old housekeeper, who was, like, a staple. Like, she was hard to, like, get rid of. But they finally did it, and they got the mom to take her place. So you have a whole entire family working for the Park family. But meanwhile, the Park family has no idea that these people are all related. I think that's the craziest part, too.
0: That's another just facet of like how crazy this move this movie is but I, I, w- I want to touch on something that you said earlier how you said this movie like kind of starts as like a comedy yeah this movie kind of like hits all the genres at the same time. Yes you know you have like you have your comedy you have your drama you have a little bit of horror you have a little bit of thriller you have a little bit of um, romance yes dude like this this movie is like essentially genreless because it does so many things. Oh yeah. And I just thought that was like a really cool like this whole time. Like the pacing is really good cuz you just never know what's going to happen next. Like you're always just like I have no idea what is going to
1: happen next. When you first watched this movie, did you know what you were getting yourself into?
0: No. When I when I I watched it in theaters and I thought it was going to be something some like monster movie, like like a physical parasite.
1: I was yeah, I was expecting like some kind of infection Germ disease. I just had no idea. I did not expect what this movie was gonna be.
0: Yeah, I had I had the exact same experience in theaters. Actually, I didn't even know that it was Korean. No, like I know I had no clue when when I saw it in theaters. I was, like they started speaking Korean. I was like, oh, it's Korean. All right, because I I refused to watch trailers or uh, read about it in any sort of way because I, I knew that it was good. Like I knew people were telling me that it was good, and I was like, okay, I want to go into this completely blind but it's called Parasite. So I think I was thinking of like Contagion or...
1: Yeah, any of those movies. And yeah, when I saw this, so the first time I saw this was like, what is it, a week and a half ago or two weeks, however long ago I saw it. But that was the first time I ever saw it. And I managed to escape any sort of like hype around this movie. Well, I, I heard a little bit about it, but I had no idea what it was about. No idea about any twists, no idea about any... I didn't even know this one best picture at the Oscars.
0: Oh, for real. Dang. Yeah. So you were super in the dark.
1: I was super in the Well, I also like don't keep up with the Oscars as much or I didn't keep it up with last year or this past year, so.
0: Mm-hmm. But it's also just like a low-key movie though. It is. E- even though it won like a bunch of things and the, the director's like really like well-known, like the fact that it's Korean, like it just couldn't touch like a mainstream audience i mean it's wildly popular but like just your average joe on the street you ask them like what's parasite and they would have no clue
1: no they wouldn't i mean it's i think because it's a foreign film right not everyone's gonna want to read subtitles and you have to read subtitles and honestly i would never want to see i i really dislike watching movies where they dub the speech
0: oh yeah i couldn't do that
1: it's off-putting to me, and I feel like I can, even though the actors are speaking Korean, I can still hear the emotion that's coming through their voice, so I'd rather hear their voice speak and then just read everything.
0: <laughs> and, Sana, that, like, reminds me of uh, when I told uh, Mom to, like, watch this movie, and she found out there was, like, subtitles. It was basically just, like, a no-go from that oh, point. Oh, no. Because It's like, <laughs> it's like ew, reading? Gross. I don't want to read
1: if it's a good enough movie, I mean, honestly, at this point, I've watched so much. You know, we were talking about algorithms a while back. So Netflix algorithms, they just keep recommending us like a bunch of foreign stuff or foreign shows. I've watched like a lot of German shows and like Spanish shows to just keep popping up. And I watch them. That's crazy.
0: My Netflix never does that to me. Oh, your Netflix My sucks. Netflix has been doing like Ocean's Eleven. Oh. And like... James Bond, and I'm like, what the hell is this? Though I did watch, I think those are great movies to just have in the background.
1: James Bond's great.
0: While, while, while I'm working, I watched Casino Royale, Quantum of Solace, o- Ocean's 11, and Ocean's 12 because they recommended it to me. And it's perfect to have it on in the background while I'm like doing work.
1: So Netflix knows you for that reason. Yeah.
0: It wants, <laughs> it wants, it wants to give me background noise, <laughs> basically. <laughs> That's it.
1: Nothing compelling. Yeah. God forbid.
0: But anyway, I also want to t- just touch on like how each of the workers there were replaced because I thought that was like kind of interesting and like kind of really showed how like shitty the family is, but you still kind of like empathize with them and like kind of root for them a bit. Just like, so the first one, it wasn't really a steal, like the son, and I, I don't know their names, unfortunately. So I'm just going to be like son, mother, father, daughter.
1: And just understand that the Kim family is the poor family. The Park family is the wealthy family. Yeah.
0: So the the son of the Kim family, uh, he took, you know, the, the tutoring job while the, the guy, while the person who was working there, his friend went away and he knew that the old tutor was dating the daughter. Yeah. And he still went for it anyway, yeah. which I was like, what the fuck, dude? Like that's, that, that's your buddy.
1: Yeah, dude. That's, that's taking it too far.
0: And she's like sixteen, and he's probably like twenty or something. Mm-hmm. So but so are was like the a tutor, a l- little hanky. So was the two. Tu- I mean, it was a little hanky. You know, yes. twenty and sixteen. Yeah, that's and a she, maybe she's seventeen, sort of. I mean, she's impressionable. She she had no allegiance or loyalty to the old tutor. She didn't give a fuck about him after like no, no. a day. She's a I teenager. Like,
1: Come on, one day is
0: just gonna ruin a whole relationship. <laughs>
1: Just having One fun. Day. This is a time to have fun.
0: You're kidding me. You are not I, d-
1: I don't believe that teenagers should have serious relationships. Sorry.
0: I mean, that's smart. Just and I agree with you. <laughs> but it, the, that, that poor dude was acting like it was serious.
1: I know. Well, maybe he should be with someone a little more mature.
0: Yeah, you know, you're right.
1: I don't feel sorry for him. Anyway, keep going.
0: Ah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I feel sorry for him. It felt like he was really in love and she didn't give a fuck about him. That was sad. Okay. I, I felt bad. But it, whenever he got hit with the rock twice and had to go to the... And she, she found his body like that. I felt like she liked him more than the old tutor. So that's something there, I suppose.
1: Yeah, there's that.
0: Anyway, the daughter, that she didn't steal anyone's job. She like created her own job, which is cool. The whole faking the schizo stuff was pretty hilarious slash fucked up Mm -hmm. like look at the corner look at the corner of this art piece see how it's like kind of a similar shape and a little (laughs) squiggly yeah your kid's fucked up and i'm gonna need (laughs) to come here twice as often and my rate's gonna go ahead and double so are, are you okay with that the that poor mom just is bawling and she's like, Yes. Oh my god. The wealthy yes. mom
1: is like she's like oh, she's a such super a sweet lady. She's a, really is a nice person, very gullible. <laughs> this entire family is. I think that well, the dad is probably not nearly as gullible, but he's the dad just is not as there. Busy as shit. He's just too busy. Yeah. yeah. So the mom's just like, What? My son? <laughs> oh
0: my god. <laughs> that mom was the tricked freak. by everybody. <laughs> yeah. She believed that her kid her little kid was just <laughs> shooting arrows, like pretending to be like a fucking Native American. I know. is Apparently has schizophrenia now and needs like art therapy. <laughs> and she was totally on board.
1: Sometimes you just got to create the jobs, right?
0: And then you have the dad who took the place of the old driver, but was set up by the daughter who literally took off her panties in the middle of the, their car while they're driving.
1: Oh yeah. To make him look like a complete cad.
0: A pervert is what they would say. And I thought I thought it was so funny. The fucking dad, the the park dad, was just like, I understand. Like a young man can do whatever he wants, but like, why in my car and why in my seat? He could have done it in his seat. I thought that was so funny, dude. That yeah. <laughs> he was like, why in my seat? Yeah. And uh, honestly,
1: I get that though. Ew. <laughs>
0: But like later on, they like sexualized it and they made it like kind of like a fetish thing. Oh, yeah. Because he he told his wife like, hey, go grab those fucking panties. Let's like pretend we're in the back of the car (laughs) and like wear those like fucked up perverts. That's so funny, man. (laughs) I thought that was funny as hell. But the dad took over that job, started out really positive, but the dad pretty much caught on like, oh, this guy's like this guy's a fucking fraud. He can't even drive right. You know, he won't look at the road and the smell.
1: Yeah, the smell. Well, didn't the kid bring up something interesting? Was it the child that did where he was like, Oh, all of you smell the same?
0: Yes, that was so funny. The the dude Park son was like, These are all the same. And they all started like wearing different soaps. Yeah. And uh washing their clothes in different detergent detergent, which dude. is hilarious. Yeah. But at the same time, they were talking about that like poor people smell
1: and that's the thing and then that became like a big thing in this movie where it's kind of that's when it things started to turn
0: yeah it hurts the pride man cuz i don't think that was something that he could change obviously he showered every day and everything like that but he couldn't get rid of that like poor people smell cuz it's just like
1: i mean i don't think it's poor people smell it was like people that ride the subway that's what they said
0: people that ride the subway so he rode the subway
1: park husband and wife you know they're on the couch doing their thing. And that's when they had that conversation. They're like, they all smell or he smells like the people that ride on the subway. So that's, that shows like, you know, they're really high class. They don't ever ride the subway. unfortunately they had that conversation and it was overheard by the family because they had to hide under the coffee table because they were partying so late at their house.
0: I mean, yeah, but why does only the dad smell like that?
1: I think they all smell like that.
0: No, they were talking about just the dad, just the dad.
1: I don't know why the dad just smells like that. Maybe he picked the wrong detergent and the wrong soap.
0: I think that something is like baked into his skin or hair or something like that from when he, because he's probably lived poor his whole life.
1: You know, there's like a lack of ventilation. So there's probably like mustiness in the home,
0: in the car, like while they're driving.
1: But no, I mean, like, I'm just saying like where he grows up, like, and where he like lives, you can bathe and everything but there's still going to be an aura ascent just because perhaps again like if you look at the dwelling that they're in it, it probably doesn't stay dry very long so there's probably like a mildew yeah and they're just kind of out they live in crowded conditions you know you saw that street where the guy was taking a piss
0: yeah right on the street you know
1: near their window so it's like
0: and that that flows into their house
1: yeah and i, I mean but i still think they didn't really make a big deal about the other people smelling, but yeah, it's interesting that the dad couldn't shake it off, but he was also in close quarters with the family a lot just because he was the driver. So whether it was like the wife in the car with him or the husband in the car, when you're in a car with someone you can really smell them, I I think, right? Like
0: I, for me, I'm like convinced that he's like not washing properly. Because, dude, it doesn't make any sense why he's the only one that smells. Yeah. Either that or like he's just prone to like smelling bad. Like he's just a smelly man.
1: Maybe he is. But unfortunately, he did hear them talk about that. So it really hit him hard. And I I get that. That's That's really hurtful to hear. But he also wasn't supposed to hear that though, right? That's really something that turned his view of the world almost.
0: Yeah, it's like right in the pride, man.
1: Right in the pride.
0: Right in the pride. Then we get to, I think is the most fucked up one, is the fucking housekeeper, how they got her out. Yeah. They knew that she was allergic to peaches, so they took a razor to a peach and and collected peach fuzz, put it into like a vial, and then spread it around her so she would have an allergic reaction. And not only that, the fucking dad went to the hospital where she was at, took a picture of her, showed it to the mom, told the mom, I overheard that she had TB, and then gave her more peach fuzz after that to convince her, like they timed it perfectly which again feeds into the whole like teamwork aspect of this family. Cause they're literally a team when it comes to these like scams and these like cons are pulling off, they're texting each other, they're timing shit. They're writing scripts. They're practicing scripts. They're doing research on their actual jobs that they're supposed to be experts at together all like as one unit. Pretty amazing. Yeah. But, but anyway, so she gets kicked out of the house and then uh, the mom takes over after the dad handing a business card which mm-hmm. uh, was supposed to be this high-end shit, but it was actually just the sister or the, the, the daughter behind the line. Brilliant stuff from this family.
1: They're just, it's seamless what they do. That's their real talent.
0: Until the fucking old nanny comes back after she was fired. Well, one thing about that is why was she bloody and shit? Did you figure that
1: out? Like coming back?
0: Yeah. Oh. She's like in the rain. They're on, they're on, they're on the camping trip. You know, it's raining outside she knocks on the door while they're all there and she's like bloody
1: Dude, I don't know either. Do you think it's do you think she was like just going crazy like trying to break in? <sighs> that's that's what I thought. Like was she banging her head along on something or what do you think? It was a very scary image though. That's this is where the horror movie comes in guys. In this movie it's like you go from this almost like comedy of like circumstances to like horror movie straight up.
0: And kind of heisty, there's a little heist involved.
1: Yes, of course. Felt
0: a little uh, "Catch Me If You Can" esque, mm-hmm. right? Which we should totally watch.
1: <gasps> yeah.
0: Wait, did we decide on the next movie yet?
1: We kind of did.
0: Which one? I know we're we're skipping ahead here. How about you? You tell me whenever we we, we get. We'll get to that in we'll time. Get that. We'll get to that. That's a teaser, guys.
1: We're teasing y'all
0: we, and me apparently because I, I don't know either. So we're all figuring it out together. <laughs> I was like really trying to figure out like why the fuck is she bloody. I know that she went up the pole or whatever to cut the CCTV off the street. The the, the 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 street camera. She maybe she fell or something.
1: Yeah. That's probably why. That's probably why.
0: Which by the way, have you watched Snowpiercer?
1: I have not, but I have seen Okja.
0: Yep. Okja, pretty dang good. Mm-hmm. I don't really remember much to it because we we whenever I watched it. I was cleaning the house at the same time.
1: Oh. I
0: thought it was like a background. I need to watch it again. Cause I, I, I on Netflix when it came out, I thought it was just like gonna be like a whatever story. So I just put it on the background I was cleaning, and I don't really remember anything from it. So I gotta watch it again. But Snowpiercer I did watch. And that movie is it's actually pretty damn good. It's like awesome. Yeah. This director's awesome, man. He's a real like artist, like with yeah pretty much every shot in this.
1: Definitely, it's 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 a beautiful movie.
0: It really is, man.
1: What do you think about that house? Is that like good
0: your... lord? That house was amazing.
1: Is that your style?
0: I mean, I like hate to say it, but like yes, I definitely want a house like that so bad. <laughs> um, just I love like the artistry, the colors, the the wood and textures slash the stone mm-hmm. textures, the backyard. The two story aspect, like the modern bullshit that goes around it, the huge kitchen.
1: Yeah, I figured this this movie or like, sorry, the house was right up your alley because I know you always talk about like you like modern, minimalistic, clean lines. And I, I like every time I saw the house, I was like, okay, yeah. So I was like, every time I saw this house, I was like, oh man, this is what Essen wants because my style is more like Victorian. I want a Victorian house. Like I like old. Yeah, you want to live
0: old. in like Buckingham Palace bullshit.
1: No, I don't really, it's just too palace There's too many windows. I prefer the, no, no, I prefer a Victorian home.
0: Like what? What's like a famous Victorian
1: home? Oh, Winchester Mystery House.
0: Winchester Mystery House, really?
1: I don't wanna live in that though, dude. It was, oh, no, it's, it's a design nightmare.
0: I thought you were about to say you would. Honestly, if, really. if
1: someone like said, hey, here's the Winchester Mystery House, you get to live in it now, and I'd be like, okay. Like, I'd be like, yeah, I'll do it.
0: Dude, do you remember when we went there and um, the fucking tour guide, like, yelled at me?
1: No. Did he?
0: (laughs) No, it was was a woman. (laughs) And I was like, God damn, this is so boring. Like, I couldn't give less of a shit about the Winchester Mystery House.
1: (laughs) I was, I loved it.
0: She fucking yelled at me because I was trying to skip ahead. (laughs) And she was like, no walking ahead. And I kept doing it. And she's like, "You you better go right next to your mom and dad." And I'm like, "Oh my god,
1: dude! It's because you could open a door and there could be like a 12 foot drop." She didn't want to get sued. Really? Yeah, that's that. The house is such a mess. It's like a it's like a bungled mess because the woman who built it well, she didn't actually build it. She just kept having like these fever dreams, and she thought she was talking to like a bunch of spirits. And she literally told the builders of the house you cannot stop building. You literally cannot stop building. It was like a 24 seven operation for like so many years because the spirits allegedly told her that she would die once building stopped.
0: That's schizophrenia.
1: Yeah. So, but she had a lot of money. So this is what happens when you're rich and you have schizophrenia. You have builders constantly build.
0: So they just built.
1: They just didn't stop. Like, they
0: didn't know what to build, so they just started, like, making shit up.
1: Yeah, they just started building rooms on top of rooms. Like, like, there would be, like, doors, 12-foot drops. There's, like, literally, if you go outside of the house, there's one part. I remember taking a picture of it. But there's, like, on the second story, there's a door. But there's no, like, balcony or anything. It's just a door.
0: Okay, well, you can live in your, like, little fucked-up clown world. I'm going to live in this house where, like, there's a bath with a TV in front of it.
1: And 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 you might or might not have Golem living in the bot in the basement.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> the fucking dude, my boy. Dude,
1: was that not Golem, like, especially when he was like going up the stairs? Oh my god. It was that was the scariest part of the movie, dude, because just that visual, like his eyes, like he hadn't eaten in a long time. Dude, he
0: was fucking crazy.
1: Dude, that was Golem. Four years. The ring was with him. Like that was like the the vibes that he was giving off.
0: Though Go- Gollum spent like a hundred years in a cave, he spent like four years in a basement. Yeah, so that's pretty too long. much the same thing. Yeah. So, or well, maybe it was more than a hundred years. How long was Gollum in the caves? Pretty damn long. It right? was a long time. At, at least a hundred years. I think so. I could be wrong.
1: Yeah, we're um, about to
0: get a ton of backlash from this.
1: Yeah, we are. But just remember, he had the ring with him, and I think that gave him an, an unnaturally long life because hobbits yes. don't live that long.
0: They don't live that long. They live pretty damn long, but he, I think Gollum lived like two or three times his, his lifespan.
1: Yeah, but it's because I think the ring.
0: The, yeah, the ring. I remember hearing that.
1: Yeah. I hope people will correct us or at least not like hate us.
0: No, we're like, we're pretty big Lord of the Rings fans. We are. Anyway, man, little Gollum, my, my little boy, my little my, son. My he's other not your boy. Son. <laughs> he's, he my, your... he's my other little son. Wow, he's this my guy... ugly stepchild. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He's a fucking weirdo. But I love him. I love how passionate he is. He's like, respect! I love it. Do you remember him yelling that?
1: He did. Actually,
0: real quick, I love when they just randomly say, like, English shit.
1: Yeah, right? I thought that was very interesting. That means that American culture has officially permeated the entire globe.
0: And Sana, that reminds me of, like, because uh, we're half packy. when I hear two people speaking Urdu, They always sneak in, like, a few, like, English phrases, just, like, randomly. That
1: happens a lot, yeah.
0: Because sometimes it's easier to say say things in English, man.
1: Yeah. Occasionally. There's just, well, there's just a lot of words, a lot of, like, especially a lot of, like, inventions that happened in the United States. Like, for instance, internet. Kind of hard to have the word for internet naturally in Urdu or Swahili when it, when it was invented in the Western world, this is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So I'm sure that when they say internet, they say, do they just say internet
0: with an accent? And like their accent. Yeah, exactly. Which sounds cute. I love it. That reminds me of, uh, whenever the son of the park family was sleeping outside in his tent and they were on the walkie talkies. Yeah. And they would be like, over like every yeah. time and, and the little kid was like he was like trying to say it like as deep as his dad and i thought yeah. that was so cute dude i'm like oh my god
1: they're actually really you know they're a good little family i mean the they park are a family great too. little family
0: i also want to uh compare and contrast real quick mr kim was he kept saying to um the the park dad you love your wife right and the fucking park dad had such a hard time saying like yes he would always be like "Eh." she's all right. Or like, we'll call it love. And so you have this like rich family that like the relationship between the mom and the dad are like kind of like whatever. But then the, the poor family, the mom and dad, there are like super in love. They're like best friends.
1: I wonder, do you think that's a class thing? I don't know. I mean, I don't know, I've watched a lot of things and maybe, because I don't really know tons of like rich people or tons of poor people for that matter. So it's like, I'm very much middle class, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of like the media that I consume where there's like, these old stuffy rich people or just whatever they all are very um what's the word unsentimental when it comes to their uh, feelings it seems like they're all very it's like almost an aloof sort of um, personality they have
0: yeah that that could be like like a movie trope
1: I, yeah and I'm wondering if it's like the same I, I think that Mr. Park does love his wife. I think they have a great relationship. But when he's like asked right then and there, it's just, maybe it's too sentimental for him to say, yeah, because perhaps for him, love is just kind of like a, it's not really that important compared to like compatibility or compared to like just suitability.
0: And Sana, that that reminds me of like our dad. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. He'll like bring me over and be like, okay, marriage is a business, okay? (laughs) Love, that's for like, People who get divorced. And I'm like, oh God, here we go again.
1: I know it's super cringy, but I I get it why he says that.
0: No, I, I get it too. But like when you lay it out like that, it's like, oh God. I, I know, it's like, it. you hey, don't
1: tell me that.
0: Ugh. I'm not a big like lovey-dovey person either, but I don't want to talk about it. None of us are. Maybe we're more Mr. Park than we are Mr. Kim.
1: When I say I love you to anybody it's more like, I, I if I do it, it's more like, hey, love you. Or like, love ya. Like, it's not like, I love you. Ooh,
0: I ugh. know. Oh, uh, God, uh, dude. I, I don't uh. want to. I, I, I can't say it seriously.
1: I can't I, say it. I, I, I said it, it like I, I, that. Oh, God. But I, I was just like, uh, I'm going to stab myself now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. I'm going to go drown real quick. Uh. <laughs> I can't. look. Even if I love somebody, I can't be like, I love you. I I'm going to die. Like I can't say it to our parents. I never have and I never will. Yeah. Sorry.
1: Our mom says I love you now on the phone. I'm like, "Love you." Like
0: <laughs> Oh yeah.
1: It's more like saying bye, you know? It's like a, it's like a greeting or or just like a a closure. It's nothing serious.
0: I think it's cuz we 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 just weren't taught that, you know? We we weren't taught to be lovey-dovey.
1: No, we weren't.
0: We were taught to read books.
1: Read books? Don't cry too much.
0: Get off the TV. <laughs> Go read a book. Stop crying. You should be reading. <laughs> what am I reading, Dad? Uh, that's actually one thing. Even though like we're more like Mister Parkish, Mister Park still like likes his son and like indulges his bullshit. You know, he's like, oh, he wants to camp outside tonight. Fuck it, whatever. We'll, we'll just watch him.
1: I really like the Park family. I, I really do. Me I, too. I, they show the right amount of emotion, but they're also realistic in the sense I don't know they're not like I said they're not terribly sentimental but they're generally happy people kind of like the Kim family yeah but they're they're happy in a different way because they already have resources in a beautiful house
0: at the end of the day they both families want to make their family members happy oh yeah for sure which is
1: nice there's no evil person there are characters that definitely do bad things but I don't think Doing a bad thing necessarily makes you an evil person in your entirety.
0: Yeah, 100%. Even though Mr. Kim murdered two people, he's not evil. He's just really fucked up.
1: Yes, really fucked up.
0: I can't believe he killed Mr. Park. Oh, my God.
1: But it's like he just was in the wrong headspace, and he sees Mr. Park smelling the golem guy. And it was just like the wrong thing for him to see at the wrong time. You know, Mr. Kim just went through his whole house being flooded out.
0: Yeah, that was really emotional.
1: Spending the night in the in the gymnasium Yeah, with everyone else whose homes got flooded out. And so, you know, it was just a really, really sensitive moment. And then, of course, dealing with the golem guy. I mean, it was just really intense. And I think that if he was in his normal state of mind, he would not have done that. And that's the thing.
0: Two things. Two things. Real quick. It's Gollum. Golem. It's not Gollum. Okay. It's Gollum. Gollum. Jesus Christ. I was like, when is she going to take care of it? And she never did. (laughs) Damn it, Sana. It's Gollum. Jesus Christ. Get your shit together. Gollum. Second of all, real quick, just want to touch back on that. The flooding house scene. Whenever, like, she gets on the daughter gets on top of the toilet and just starts smoking, dude. I like, I felt her in that moment, man. I was like, Fuck. like, she, you just can't do shit. You're you just can't, fucked. Yeah. You You're can't just do gonna anything. smoke a cigarette. Might as well. Oh, God. I know. But, but anyway, it was a really sensitive moment for Mr. Kim.
1: And then also that morning, he was driving Mrs. Park somewhere. And oh she, my like, God. She, oh, you remember that part? She's yeah, like talking on she the phone. Him. And she was saying, "Oh, thank God for all that rain we got."
0: Yeah, thank God it really helped us out. It
1: really helped.
0: And then, and then she smelled them in the car, and then opened the window.
1: Mm-hmm. And it was like she did not know what she was doing. But Mister Kim, so bad, so bad that he, you know, heard that conversation originally about his smell, and then having gone through that rainstorm, flooding everything out. I mean, yeah, it was just a big mess.
0: Mr. Park was basically just like, you need to like perform as a Native American for my son. I'm paying you overtime, so like, if you better like have a smile on your face, basically. Yeah. And uh, dude, that was it. That was the last straw, and like everything was happening in the moment. Yes. And he was like, "Fuck it, I'm doing it." And then he he just killed. And this is my second time watching it. I forgot that he did that. So when he did it, I was like, like I was so shocked. I was like, I can't believe this is really happening because like I just didn't expect it. I thought it was gonna be Mister Kim, like imagining that was happening, like he he wishes that he could do that and he would go back in time. But no, the shit was real, and oh my god, that fucking daughter dying too. God, dude.
1: Oh yeah, that was oh. sad.
0: That was real sad too. Cause she was she she was the she was like the one she was the smartest one. Mm-hmm. I think she had the most potential out of all four of them to move past that bullshit. Break the mold, as they say. Break the mold. Oh, man. What a good movie, man.
1: Oh, no. It was it was really good. I mean, I, I want to watch it again. Yeah. Probably sooner rather than later, actually. I could watch this again probably like in a few months. Tomorrow. Tomorrow.
0: We're watching it tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. It's review time. Everybody, everybody gather around
1: reviews from random people
0: romans countrymen lend me your ears and your reviews because i'm about to read my first one this one is from vander a
1: yeah read the one you stole from me
0: no (laughs) he said (laughs) 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 i've just moved to this planet from another universe and i'm trying to understand you people earth residents when you say good do you mean bad And when you say bad, do you mean good? I'm really confused. This movie is awful and senseless. I'm trying to understand how anybody could not only like this movie, but give it an Academy Award? I'd better go back to A Simpler Planet. This one is too confusing. This movie was not good, so why are people saying it is? Thanks, Vander. Really appreciate your uh, contribution to... Society there. That was great.
1: Yeah. Was that one star or two?
0: He gave it a one. He gave it a total one. One out of five. He was like, this movie's garbage and uh, he's an alien.
1: He's not from here, so he won't understand.
0: Actually, he's not from this universe.
1: Listen from John H. I believe that he is from this universe and he has, so here's what he has to say. Immature filmmaking. It seems to come from a creative energy that is only getting its feet wet in terms of dealing with issues of class. The fact that it seems so profound to so many shows that audiences at large are not used to considering the concept of social inequality. The issue never makes it onto their iPhone screens. The characters are flimsy, and I can't imagine any real life person relating to them. The plot is hard to swallow and predictably descends into the ridiculous toward the end. It's actually rather wacky and quite thin on real social commentary. See, John H., I think you just have a stick up your butt.
0: See, John H. had some great points there, man. He's like, everyone's on their phones. He could literally see into the future, predicted every single beat of the movie. One, he
1: did. He said. He's a, he's a genius. <laughs> yeah, he's like, the, the plot is hard to swallow and predictably descends into the ridiculous. Tor- John, how did you know that the movie went in that direction?
0: So let me get this straight, John. Not only did you predict the entire plot, but you also couldn't swallow it.
1: He couldn't swallow this.
0: He he couldn't swallow this large <laughs> plot. <laughs> it was too much for him. No, no. Him.
1: It, it, was, it was too thin on social commentary. He wanted like a full on like class analysis. Sorry, John H. Just go back to college. Go back to <laughs> writing your little essays. <laughs> Maybe you should write a book. Two stars.
0: Okay. This one's from Jamie L. Who gave, also gave it a one? I'm not part of the crowd that adores this film. I felt it was overrated. And one of those films where the idea of watching a bunch of unlikable, fairly unredeemable, immoral, immoral people is somehow considered enjoyable just because it's shocking? What? 18 year olds in art college make shocking films just because there is this weird idea in our creative culture that says if you do something shocking just to shock, you are valuable and, and entertaining. I don't agree. There has to be more substance behind it, rather than just the 18-year-old student vibe of, look what I'm doing, aren't I shocking you? I feel like I see through it, and a lot of people don't. Oh well. Also, the idea that this intelligent commentary is misleading. The idea that rich are evil and dumb by nature of being rich, and that poor people are simultaneously superior yet completely immoral, villainous heathens is just outdated and weird, It's not a movie about an empathetic poor family who end up in a gray area and do horrible things that are also kind of justifiable. It's just random shock value with unsympathetic characters that people ate up, even though it didn't make any sense. I mean, sure, if you just want to make sure, slash your film, and then by all means, do it. But if I don't care about the characters that I'm supposed to, or you don't even make me want to care about the characters, but then expect me to sit through it, through their lives, and then call it art... Not going to happen. I need emotional investment, or at least have the honesty to admit it's a wild slasher movie. I read an article that South Korea is actually economically doing really well and that this is a really misleading representation. So there goes the revolutionary commentary out the window. There are so many better foreign films out there, so many better films that comment on wealth inequality or classism. Jesus, that was a mouthful.
1: So... Sounds like, according to this guy, we should all move to South Korea because no poor people can possibly exist in this economic paradise that is South Korea.
0: Except if we live there, then uh, obviously the rich are evil and dumb by nature. Yeah. But the poor people are simultaneously superior yet completely immoral. Villainous heathens. This guy's insane.
1: (laughs) That was a lot. He wrote a lot of words. I know, dude. I Calm down.
0: You know, to be honest, when, when I started reading it, I was like, oh, God, this is really long.
1: Well, okay. Here's the thing. Is that not a typical criticism that people will, like, just throw out, like, oh, this is, like, some college film school crap?
0: I've heard that before, mostly heard, from dumb people. I've
1: heard that being used. I'm like, are you trying to sound cool? Like, when people say that, I'm like, are you just trying to sound, like, like really smart
0: <laughs> by like, how, saying how that? How is this even a shock film?
1: That's not. A, it's not it, a. Shock it was not even
0: close to it. There was like one murder or two murders, three murders. I mean, it wasn't a slasher or a shock film or anything like that.
1: No, it wasn't. The fact that she called it a shock, or he or she, whatever, called it a shock film.
0: Could be Jamie Lannister or Jamie Spears.
1: So we don't know. It could be James. So we, well, we, it's Jamie it L. Could
0: be Jamie L. Jamie Lear's. Okay, <laughs> you you got one more for us.
1: Oh, I just came across. It's a two star. Nice. I cannot believe this movie won a handful of Oscars. It was slow, and the plot was filled with holes. I don't know why that's making me laugh. Okay. The characters were unbelievable, and a lot of it made no sense. I won't say it was boring, but it was uninteresting. It went totally dark in the last 10 minutes, which was less of a surprise and more of a letdown. It was sorry.
0: You see, um, the the other guy should have swallowed this guy's plot because he would have been able to swallow it because it had so many holes. Way easier to swallow. But um, a lot
1: just more holes. Better way to go.
0: <laughs> I, I dude, well, I don't. These people, man, they're my favorite people in the world. They're all like really, really smart, and they're all the just better. Is,
1: this movie, what did it get on overall on Rotten Tomatoes? This is a ninety-eight percent, right? It I was think over nine whelmingly good so all these bad reviews guys we just read it was really hard to find them don't listen to these people they just they're negative um people you know they don't want to say anything nice about anything and honestly that jamie l wanted more emotional involvement you know he or she go watch the notebook that's that's that makes a lot of people like normal people cry and stuff I bet that's what they want. And you're not getting that from this movie. Emotional involvement. I thought all the characters had a lot of emotional involvement. You could see the connection between all these characters. The actors did a great job portraying all them. Man. Wow. lame horrible reviews. And real quick,
0: I didn't touch on this while we were going to the movie real quick. But uh, did you know the amount of CG that was in that movie? W- whenever it's showing the house from the outside, the second floor isn't there. It's actually a one-story house the second floor is completely wow. CG what? the um outside like when when you get past the trees it's all a green screen like it's all just like in a studio basically whenever he's at the end of the movie when he's looking at that news reporter on, on his phone and she's outside of the house like talking she's talking in front of a green screen and like a house uh, sorry and and like a street she's like on a street everything else is green screen. Wow, it's amazing. There's so many good CG shots in this, but you don't you don't notice because it's all like really tastefully done, and the lighting is just perfect.
1: Yeah, they did a great job on that. But I didn't know anyway. (laughs) Obviously, we yeah,
0: exactly. Me too. The first time I watched it, but I was really watching out for it this time, and I still could barely notice. If I mean, I couldn't straight up. I was really watching out for it this time. Couldn't notice to me. Maybe when I get the 4K Blu-ray, I'll be able to figure it out. (laughs) But uh, anyway, uh, obviously. There's not really much to fix.
1: No. We're not not fixing this movie.
0: Even though, yeah, I couldn't. Could I make it worse? Totally.
1: Yeah, we can make it way worse. We
0: we can make it way worse. Let's just try to do it ourselves and then like (laughs) it'll be great. So rating?
1: Oh man, I'm going to give this like nine and a half out of 10.
0: Oh dude, straight 10 for me, dude.
1: It's hard for me to give anything a 10.
0: What was the the minus 0.5?
1: Don't ask me that.
0: So it just, it just wasn't like emotionally compelling enough for you. What are you too smart for this? What do you, you think it was just a slasher? Like uh, the characters were like unsympathetic? Maybe. uh, Too predictable? You just predicted everything? Didn't you? Yeah, that's what I thought. You
1: were literally like an Asian dad and I hand you like, here dad, here's my 95. (laughs) What do you mean? "What What happened to the other five points?
0: what happened what happened to the i, I don't
1: i maybe i forgot to i i, I don't know I, what
0: what was it you're making it up you're literally just making it up you're like ah, i don't know it's not a 10 nothing's a 10 get the fuck out of here okay anyway what did johnny think what did johnny think it's like my new jingle for it okay i'm sorry he Go thought on. that the,
1: <laughs> the he no no he thought the shots were really good okay He he really liked the the plot twist yeah he thought it was a good movie Okay. Cool. But he really like. Yeah. Yeah. He he was impressed.
0: Okay, that's nice. See, now I feel good. Now I can officially like this movie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm glad. All
0: right. Awesome. Okay. What are we watching next?
1: Okay. Remember how we were talking about Knives Out?
0: Oh, Knives Out. Yeah, dude. I told, I'm totally down for that.
1: You know, it's a nice family movie. It's it's about a big family, and you know, everyone's getting together with their families for the holidays, or they might, maybe they no, shouldn't be, they but shouldn't. don't. You know. You know. You know, people are though. Yeah, I will. Anyway, people, whatever. <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. It's hard for I, you I really not don't. to. Um, that was like a threat. I'm gonna get <laughs> together with my family.
0: I just, I really won't. Even if they're all here, I just stay in my room. So whatever. Yeah,
1: I was about to say you're not. You've never been the social type.
0: Unfortunately, not. That's okay. But anyway, Knives Out sounds good. I just watched the 007, so I'm ready to see whatever his name is again. Dan- Dan- Daniel Craig, I think. Yeah. Um, ready to see him again. Cool. Uh well uh thanks for uh thanks for listening guys again thank you guys you. have been so good to us you know all five of you have been just absolutely amazing we love you so much I appreciate you listening if you want to check us out check out our website at thelazyopinion.com. check out our socials are at thelazyopinion if you want to find me uh I'm Saeed S N Anwar on Instagram and um my company's at Third Person Prod if you want to check out our stuff we're we're getting there. A lot of new stuff coming out there. It's pretty awesome. If you want to find Sana, uh, you literally can't, Mm -mm. except for apparently she has a random Wayfair account that you guys need to find. So go ahead and try to find that. That's not a social um, media. It's basically it is it is for you. So (laughs) you like meet people on (laughs) Wayfair.com. It's great. Um, But you can find her on uh, you know at the Lazy Opinion stuff like that. Again, thanks for listening. And we will see you next week or next whatever. Could be the same day for all we know for <laughs> Knives Out. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.
1: Bye.